0: Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm
1: joined here by Duane. Sebastian, uh, big news this week. Well, not really big news, but we finally got back on the field with all of our teams. <laughs> we sure did, man.
0: It was uh, the long-awaited return of uh, of soccer, even though we probably had the, the worst uh, and most random weather we've had in a long
1: time. Um, all in the yeah. same week. Yeah, Wednesday was awful. You know, getting out there with the 2009 boys for the first time, and we got 38 minutes of practicing. 38. Yeah, yeah. Got right to my first coaching point, and I had to call it. Yeah,
0: but you know what? Like it was. What was kind of cool was the fact that like we we don't usually train a whole lot in the rain, but all of a sudden like we were okay with the idea of training in the rain. And we were, and the kids actually somewhat enjoyed it until we ended up with a tornado warning and lightning and all this other stuff that we had to stop practice for. But up to that point, I think kids were really enjoying the uh, the um, the the rain. You know, I
1: thought I thought that wasn't bad. No, yeah, it was. I'm not a fan of the rain. Uh, shout out to that new New Balance jacket I got, and our, yeah. you know, our sponsors for Delaware Union. Um, is once I put my hood up, I was like. Hey, I, I kind of do this. I, I yeah. feel
0: this. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so for us on the girls' side, it was our preseason camp, um, and this goes back to probably a couple years ago where where we did it. Uh, yeah, it probably goes back to the 2019 season where um, we were able to have practice for three or four nights and then have the, the coaches kind of rotate throughout with different teams um, so that way they get to kind of meet everybody, which is kind of the idea. Um, so unfortunately again with Tuesday being canceled um we still managed to get two nights in the of sessions and I thought they were they were good and last night we went to the UD women's soccer game and man what a game it was uh first of all um and we're going to tag we're going to tag our picture into into the into our um into our Facebook post for the podcast I think but so uh, the University of Delaware the women's soccer team had their home opener last night against George Mason. And we had a probably, I would say, uh, I would I would say that we had around 50 players out there, 50, 50 of our girls out there watching the game. The uh, majority of them stayed the entire time, which is awesome. Uh, so, you know, and, and it, it obviously helps that, you know, Delaware won. So, uh, you know, eleven minutes into the game, uh, Sarah the Apollonia scored an amazing, like a really, really good goal. Gets it in a one v one, tucks it in, great goal. And then Claudia Benz in the seventeenth minute uh, chips the goalkeeper from like thirty yards out, Um, which was which was an awesome goal to watch. Uh, And then it got it got a little interesting. there was a red card for Delaware, uh, girl got a straight red. And then uh, there was a PK and George Mason got two to one. But ultimately, uh, Delaware was by far the better team. Uh, so big shout out to, um, big shout out to to coach Mike and his entire staff and all the players. Also, we got to see the debut of uh, our very own Diamonds player, Sidney Wright making her debut uh, 30 minutes in the first half and then played major minutes in the second half. And man, she looked, she looked awesome. She looked really good. She was, she was, she was very good. I know she was nervous going into it, but uh, ultimately she played really well. So big shot to Sydney.
1: Yeah. She's a talented player. Um, I don't think that she should shy away from the level. I think she fits right into that group. Maybe, you know, that freshman feeling that you haven't done it before, but I think ultimately she'll adjust and fit right into that level. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, she, she did really well. Um, oh, shout and- out to Mike standing on that chair. I like that coaching tactic. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Hopefully yeah. it's not copyrighted. Cause I might try that soon.
0: You want to try it? Yeah. That's um, I know I texted him. I texted him after the game. I told him at some point we got to, we got to sit down and, and talk some tactics because I'm really interested in the way they were playing. Um, I it looked like a four, three, three, but their, their back line is very, very compact which I think is really an interesting way to look at it. Uh, so I'd like to talk to him more about that. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, and then from a Diamonds update, uh, the majority of our players all started their preseasons. Um, uh, Caroline, our goalkeeper, had her first game. Uh, she didn't get to play. Uh, so Iona played Boston College and lost 5 nothing. yesterday. But there were some pictures of her warming up. Um, her sinus with Mo they started their preseason uh, alvernia maddie started their preseason stevenson with live Stevens, started uh their preseason mcdaniel with um ashley started the preseason shenandoah uh with gabby who unfortunately is, is recovering from an injury uh started the preseason newman uh with alexa started the preseason um westminster with kylie started the preseason um bridgewater with destiny started their preseason um am i missing anybody
1: oh no dude i was about to say it's pretty impressive that you're you're just naming these off the top of the head no notes
0: no notes um, like
1: i legitimately no notes at all he's naming these off the top of the head so if he missed anybody uh say that's impressive that you got schools and players matched up because there's no
0: yeah i mean i can i can go through our uh katie cordell Katie Cordell for Rowan, yeah, you're right. Oh my goodness, how could I forget Katie? Uh I actually saw Katie on, on Tuesday. Uh Katie Cordell uh for for Rowan. Uh she started her preseason. Uh Cabasco for Hood College started the, the preseason. Um and then I think that that's it. Oh Yaz, Yaz, how could I forget? Yaz, Wilmington started their preseason as well.
1: Local, uh,
0: local, local teams last. I lied, yeah. Somehow I missed one of our local teams. So so yeah. So ultimately, all this, um, all of our players started their preseason, and we're going to be doing every week. We're going to do a little diamonds recap, um, going into you know the next the next set of uh, games and things like that. Hopefully, everybody kicks off. I uh, know you and I have to sit down and put a schedule together of the now that the games start in the next week uh, of the teams we're going to go watch. Um,
1: yeah, teams that are playing each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to. We have to figure out a way to to go see everybody. Uh, we've already told some of the players that it's gonna be a little harder to see some of them, so we might have to do a little watch party for some of them. You know, going to Bridgewater is not gonna be the easiest drive. Uh, it's not the most convenient, considering we don't go south often. Um,
1: Amtrak is a good ride. I think it goes right by Bridgewater. Amtrak I mean, is not a bad ride.
0: I mean, I'm I'm down taking a train. I'm, 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 ever ridden,
1: have you ever ridden the Amtrak?
0: I've never in the Amtrak. I've ridden a train, just not the Amtrak.
1: Yeah, it's a very smooth ride. It's not. It's better than riding in a car. Let's put it like that, because you can sit back and nap, and somebody else is driving.
0: Perfect. I love it. All right, let's go. Let's let's do it. We might take that. So, Des, we're we're gonna take that trip. Duane and I are gonna go take the Amtrak, and we're gonna. I head need out you there. to
1: pick us up from the from the train station, but
0: <laughs> we might need you to pick us up from the train station. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh so yeah, so we're gonna be doing a a, a diamonds update every week. Um, As we go through, uh, make sure you follow our Instagram and our Facebook for the Delaware and Diamonds at DE Union Diamonds. We're going to be reposting um, a lot of things on there that have to do with the Diamonds and the players. And at some point soon, um, we're going to give you a little teaser. We are going to have a tryout this winter for the Delaware and Diamonds for next year. Where Diamonds are coming back, we're going to be doing a tryout. Uh, So just uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, obviously all that will be on our social media. It's also on our Facebook uh, for Delaware Union, facebook.com slash Delaware Union on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer and on Twitter at DE Union Soccer. Maybe you should make sure you subscribe and like the podcast, wherever it is that you're listening. Uh, and then one last thing on the travel side, uh, Linda came out uh, to to work with the girls' teams. Uh, so Linda came out with the, to work with the girls' teams from Strive. And uh, she did a little team building, some leadership skills with them for about 20 minutes, and I think she'll come out on Tuesday and finish out the rest of the teams that we can really get to do because of the all the rain. So uh, a big shout out to Linda for for coming out and doing that with our teams. Uh, It was a big, big help, and I think the girls enjoyed it a lot. So um, and
1: we had a a special guest for her because she wasn't expecting to see that person there Well, Brittany the co-founder of strive
0: Oh, the co-founder for strive yeah yeah that's right yeah the co-founder of strive
1: was was out there as well yeah yeah, yeah. forgot. yeah and in and an on in an, in an unassociated capacity that's right yeah,
0: yeah. um and doing
1: uh you're you mean, you're a rec director so tell us about the rec season yeah our rec season rec registration is open um it's going to be open for another probably a week 10 days 11 days or so um, numbers are good for rec and discovery, and we're looking to kick the season off. Um, September 11th is our first week of games. So, you know, if you know somebody that's looking to put their kid in soccer for the first time, not ready for the travel side, sign them up for rec. It's a good time. Um, definitely a positive environment. And if you know somebody that wants to give back to the sport, time to sign up as a coach right. for coaches. There you go. Of- hey, you looking for somebody that wants to give back to the game and referee. We need referees. We've got volunteers. We need volunteers all over the place. So, you got somebody that wants about, to give back to field maintenance, field and, maintenance. Wants, and wants the lines and fields. We Let's we got field. you covered. You know somebody that's been away from the game and wants to get back involved? Tell them to give us a call or an email. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Delaware.com. There you go. Find our email addresses. But yeah, the Rec Season and Discovery program, we're kicking off very soon um definitely looking forward to it yeah it's gonna be a good time all right well we're gonna do a 91st minute with fields brown uh
0: this week uh one of the recorded sessions i had one of my colorado coaches uh conversations that i had so uh this week we're going to talk about um coach burnout um the the interesting topic that not a lot of people talk about which is the idea of you know at what point do you do too much uh or at what point do you need something to change for you not to burn out and have to ultimately leave the game because this is while while it may seem like a glamorous uh job to you know for the most part of your day wear shorts and a t-shirt and you don't have to wear a suit you don't have to wear long pants unless it's cold or unless you really want to like all this other stuff um it it, it might come in like it's like oh it's like the easiest thing in the world but it's not uh you know it's just like any other job there's there's the good there's there's the good and the bad um, so sometimes there can be some burnout. Uh so we're talking to Fields Brown about uh burnout and how to avoid it. And what are some of the things you need to look out for? And what are some things some of the things you want to do to keep uh your ability to coach somewhat fresh and, and new every year going into this time of the year?
1: Yeah, no, that's huge. Um burnout is definitely a big topic, especially like you said, you just want to make sure you remain fresh. You don't want to run from point A to point B to point C to point D. You want to make sure all parties you're involved with, your job, your home life, everything else is kind of remaining steady, even though you have to sacrifice time at some places.
0: That's right. Yeah. All right. So here's the 91st minute with Fields. Brown. All right. We are back on the 91st minute. And this week we have one of my closest friends and one of the people that I think knows the most about soccer or um Understands the game the most and educates himself a lot. Mr. Fields Brown is with us in the 91st minute.
2: Hi, Fields. Hey, Sebastian. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So that's a,
2: that's a really nice intro. You didn't have to
0: I mean, I think I, I felt like I have to. I I, didn't, I like you. So just because we're
2: hanging out, just thing. <laughs> I
0: appreciate that. So we're we're gonna talk about um, Coach Burnout. So. You've been coaching for quite some time. Yep. Um coached at different levels, college, youth, yep. uh semi-pro, professional. You have seen it all at this point. Um how do you avoid burnout um and how do you keep it exciting every single year to make sure that you ultimately come back and coach?
2: I think part of it is just taking care of yourself outside of the field. Um yeah, you know, finding ways to do- Release yourself, uh, whether that be finding a hobby or uh, enjoy working out and running and playing music and just trying to find time, making time for those things, making time for your your family and your friends and trying to find that work-life balance. Um, It's hard. It's a really unique career that we get to have and uh, the hours are difficult. It makes it difficult sometimes to find time for friends and family. Um, but that's my first thing from a personal standpoint, trying to find something that, that gives you a release of stress and an opportunity to balance that out in your life. And then the next part is um, very good coaching. Um, coach different ages, like different, a different gender. I recently got into coaching high school boys and something I haven't done in a really long time, and I absolutely love it. and I do will know if, I'll, if I can go back. Coaching anything else but that really fun and it's something that for a very, very long period of time, I wouldn't do. So, you know, that was kind of a, a kickstart for me, change things up, was coaching at a different age or gender. Um, and then just kind of like, I guess varied some of the, the ways you get involved. Like, I like to stay involved with ODP. It's not as regular as, as club um, college, but it's a nice way to see some different kids and you know, kind of just freshen things up different sessions different players you're working with do you
0: ever feel like it becomes hard from year to year um especially this time of the year in august um as the seasons begin to as the seasons begin for the year um do you have a different approach to it every year like when you're when you're about to coach a team or do you feel like you already have a uh, a game plan and is that is that something that you want to try to have a a different game plan every year, or try to do some some of your staples and, and change some things around, or how do you work that in?
2: You're talking about as far as like approach to like a on team. the field, yeah, on the field. the field, on or, the field, yeah. Um, I mean, I think part of it is, is again what group you're working with and, yeah. and trying to identify what that team's goals are going to be. Um, you're working with you know, again, these examples I've been working with is high school age boys and their first level team, and so, sort of goals, setting goals of winning a state championship and trying to, you know, get kids prepared for college. Um, depends on where you are with the level. I would say, for me personally, there's certain things I always incorporate into training um, with the team, regardless of what that is, um, how we want to defend. Um, obviously, we want to stay within our, our clubs, you know, team tactical theorization and those kind of things. But, you know, there's certain sessions that I know I like to run that are, you know, 10 to 12 kind of staple exercises or sessions that I run that I feel like no matter what system you're playing, it's still teaching the principles within those systems and uh, within what the overall club wants to do. Um, but I think sometimes it's nice to, you know, I keep all of my sessions. I always have them handwritten. Most of them went through a period of time with them on the DCC, so I have some sessions there too. But um, going back through and thinking about maybe what went well and what you know something that didn't go well and how you change it so i think there's some things that are always consistent through and then there's some things where it depends on where the group is and where you are at that point in the season and just understanding them mentally I think that's been the biggest thing for me in the last two or three years is trying to be better myself with reaching each individual player and having a relationship with them and understanding them. And obviously you have standards and expectations for the group as a whole, but having that relationship to build that trust and that that rapport, I think is something I've put a lot more attention in in years past where I've been worried about training and games, trying to put in a system of play and not necessarily been as focused on developing
0: the whole player within those systems, right? Um, within that, how do you avoid when you when you end up coaching a team for multiple years? You know, going in a third or fourth year of a team, how do you avoid the burnout of of having the same team, when the same group of players year in and year out, knowing that you at that point know them extremely well, and you 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 they know you really well as well. So, like this idea that you know you have a you have a, your staples of sessions that you do or or activities at that point your players already know pretty much all of them uh so how do you how do you keep things fresh and how do you find the motivation or what do you tell the coaches that on your staff you know how do you find the motivation to to get something different out of the players
2: in that point depends on i haven't had a team that long but i do think that you know i'll use an example let's let's say the same group of high school age boys um at that point, they've seen a lot of the same sessions, a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same focuses. Those things. So, um, whether it's you or any other coach, at that point in their in their cycle, um, they've they've seen a lot. If it's a t- person that's coached team for three or four years, obviously they've become accustomed to that person uh, and their sessions and their style. Um, my advice would be one: start to give maybe. Uh, a little bit more of the playing the players. Like, yeah, they might know this exercise, but let them play more within it. Um, the thing that I, I enjoyed my mo- the most, I think, in the last twelve months of coaching um, was choosing restrictions and uh, you know, or we do to call restrictions rules to a game that brings something out and kind of using that play, practice, play type model. Um, where this, the, rest, the restrictions or the rules that you're playing within these, these small-sided games or whatever, you know, a 4v3, the two goals, or whatever the rule whatever you're doing, is hoping then to let them play more at the end and have those restrictions then be implemented and then taken back out for the playing part. So um, I think at that point, but the less you do and the more you give the players a game after you've had them that long, um, they probably are familiar with what you want and what you're expecting. And then lastly, I think, especially if you know you're not going to be with the group and maybe you know who the coach is coming in, but the more you can get other coaches or your director around just for a different voice, and I always like doing that. because I feel like whether it's me giving that voice as a director or me providing the opportunity to someone else, funny because the kids didn't find out that what you've been saying someone else is pretty much saying the same thing right. but maybe with a different way of presenting it so that's always nice too I think it gives you as a coach a little bit of a a win where you're like ah we've been talking about that haven't we or, yeah that sounds familiar doesn't it just someone different saying it so uh yeah that's those, those would be my kind of a, a bit say over the years. Good.
0: Well uh that wraps it up for this episode of the 91st minute of this uh this segment of the 91st minute thanks a lot field
2: your yeah, sure, thanks thank you
0: all right we are back um so <laughs> dwayne so the the ultimate uh the newest member of our podcast team I think at this point because we're gonna talk about him probably every week uh is
1: Messi. yeah and P- and PSg uh so he's not playing today Still not playing. well, I mean, he hasn't really trained enough. I mean, it, I don't know if you saw some of the videos, but guy
0: looks good. He's well. He's,
1: I think it's more of a fact that he hasn't. He took a month off after the Copa America. He did. He did nothing. He did nothing so, for a month. You know, this is a very prized investment. So yes, you don't yes. want to just throw him out there. He needs to train, get back, get the blood flowing. I mean, last thing. Well, in I, my mind, he could go out and play today. Listen, from an Argentinian perspective, the last thing I
0: need is for him to um to get to get
1: injured right before the uh the three qualifier games we got coming out in two weeks. And I think that's I think that's something PSG is monitoring too. I think that was uh, That was a rumor in his contract that he's got priority on the national team. Well, I think they'll bring him in after the international break, so he gets some time in a familiar setting with some familiar players and he'll probably dominate and then he'll come back in. so on that front line because I don't even know that they didn't not saying they don't need him but putting him in the field 10 goals a game they're gonna average like five or six goals a game <laughs> I don't know if you so watched the game last week I did even though their defenders are awful like I don't know how they let that team come back yeah but um
0: it's interesting because so they so these he's, he's not he's not on the roster for this week. Um he didn't travel with the team either. So they played today at three o'clock um against Brest. And uh actually there was a there is um there was this thing that got put out by the uh by Brest that um they were not because I guess they don't allow fans to travel because of COVID. So they said anybody that th- that is wearing a PSG shirt or is uh seen or 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 is uh
1: alleged psg fan
0: the alleged PSg fan will be detained and removed so if you thought you're gonna go out to the uh, to the breast stadium with uh with your number 30 jersey they just bought for like
1: 200 euros uh sorry you're not not, not gonna do that yeah all of a sudden i'm on and i'm at the other team's pro shop buying a whole bunch of stuff to go to the game
0: <laughs> just to not watch Messi because he's not gonna play so they did they did mention that there's a there's a there's a little speculation that he'll end up playing um next sunday um when psg plays Reigns. uh so you know we'll, we'll see what happens um but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting um, on the other side of that, you know, as we mentioned, that we no longer care about Barcelona it's a complete lie. As Barcelona scores the first goal, the first thing I did was send you a text message <laughs> with uh, with PK cheering on, because obviously I'm still going to be a Barcelona fan. I don't think that's going to really change. Um, so played Real Sociedad going up, go up three nothing and look comfortable, and then all of a sudden Real
1: Sociedad scores two goals and also also not so comfortable. Oh man, don't sleep on David Silva. He he runs that team. I
0: mean to be honest with you, to be honest with you, that's that's got a decent squad. I mean, you got Oyerzaba, who who was a standout uh both in the Olympics and in the Euros. Uh obviously you got da- David Silva, and then you got you got players. Um so uh but yeah, it ended up it ended up being a, a three a four to two win. Um somehow you know Martin Brightwise score scores goals.
1: Yeah, he's not good. But, but he's,
0: he, he finds a way to get in the goal. I don't know. He just finds well, a way I mean, to get a
1: goal. I just, mean, I just, just disappointed that Ricky pushed the now on the field. It's easy playing behind Dembele because, you know, he ain't playing. He's yeah, always yeah. hurt. Yeah. Uh, but I think. um uh, Ansu Fati is one, Ansu, Ansu Fati's way back.
0: Ansu Fati's supposed to be back soon. So it, like the longest meniscus injury you could have ever have had.
1: In, again, prized possession. Are you I mean, you're
0: I mean, Munizca's injury is what
1: six weeks? He's been out for like six months. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a multi million dollar possession. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No,
0: I get it. So, so yeah. So Barcelona plays Athletic. Um, if
1: he was healthy, they probably could have sold him and kept Messi. Maybe, yeah. If yeah, they wanted yeah. to, if they wanted to, but I'm just saying that's that's how much money that kid's going to be worth.
0: Yeah. So they uh, they play Bill Bow this, uh, which always 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 Uh-oh. ends up Inaki ends up. Williams. <laughs> Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they play Bill Bow, who who uh, is going to be that does, that's every time those two play, uh, it, it ends up being a really a fun game. Um, a shootout yeah yeah so so yeah so that'll 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 happen uh on um tomorrow four o'clock um and then the one the one other topic i wanted to bring up which we haven't really talked about a whole lot about is the philadelphia union we we've somewhat kind of like forgotten about them a little bit or not, not forgotten about them we keep Hold up on. with them we just haven't we talked talk about
1: the philadelphia union let's talk about that alumni member brendan aronson and, and how he is the closer yes the closer yeah I think he, that's his second goal. It might have been his second goal of the year. But he scored a goal last week for Salzburg in the 90th, 91st minute, actually. And it, Brendan Aronson. 91st minute. There you go. Brendan Aronson, 91st minute. But he scores another goal to get Salzburg to three points in the Champions League so I mean, well,
0: well so it's the playoffs so it's it's really just so it's the that was the first leg of it so basically they win this they're they're into the group stage for the champions league
1: it's still the champions league got yeah a recognition yeah.
0: yeah 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 no for sure I no know, like no 100 versus. no no 100 no, 100 uh so they played uh Brondi um
1: Brondi out of sweden right
0: i believe so yeah
1: yeah brandy out of sweden um yeah, I went to school with some Swedish guys. I was their team. Brondi? Or, or Malmo. Which
0: uh no, I have I I okay. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh so yeah, so they play again next Wednesday. But yeah, Brendan Aronson coming up big. Uh I just like it because now I'm a Salzburg fan too, because um Nicolas Capaldo, who used to play Boca Boga Junior, plays there, and Brendan Aronson came in for him. So
1: I like Brennan Anderson might be starting over him
0: very soon. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. They play in different positions. I'm I'm good with that. You know, Capaldo's more of an eight, and Brennan Anderson's more of a 10. So I'm good with it. I like it. I'm I'm fine. So yeah, Philadelphia. Uh big win against New York City FC um on Wednesday. Uh Alejandro Badoya scores a goal in the 67th minute. Uh to put them one-nothing. Over New York City. Uh so yeah, I mean, right now sitting in the middle of the table, you know, or a little bit above the middle of the table, fourth, fourth
1: place. I think the MLS went back to being that old timers league because all of the new guys left.
0: Yeah, everyone's leaving. You know, Sam Vines left. Um the one other guy, I forgot his name, left
1: dude. Yeah, Jim
0: Luca Buzio. That's what I was talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, you left. Um yeah, so, all their promising talent is now left like joseph martina joseph martinez scored his first goal at home in like two years yeah it's also
0: because it's also because they changed coaches so he's able to he's yeah. able to play now he, he got back he, he, was, he was brought back um so well the interesting part about the philadelphia Union is so a couple weeks ago they played um uh or last week they played uh club america and they lost in mexico they lost two nothing for the semifinals of the concaf champions league which is a really weird league because you play the first leg of the semifinals and in normal circumstances or normal cups you play the week after the second leg well nope not here uh you have to wait a month to play the second leg
1: (laughs) that's crazy because like you got injuries coming back like none of that lose players due to you got games.
0: transfer you got transfer market the transfer market's still open
1: oh yeah because it's august 31st
0: yeah so like you could be playing a different team altogether. so we'll be there uh duane and i will I
1: first leg let's go get all these players on free.
0: yeah uh doing and i will be there on the second leg uh that late game nine o'clock nine o'clock september 15th we're going to be there uh, also, if you still need tickets, Philadelphia uh, for the Philadelphia Union game against Club America on the fifteenth, hit us up. Um, send us an email. We we got you covered. We got tickets. We can we can Don't sell see you.
1: See me outside the stadium. I'll have a, I'll have a bomber <laughs> jacket on. Tickets.
0: You got your New Balance bomber jacket on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll
1: Be outside of Gate E.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, player of the match. Um, my part of the match goes to Erling Haaland uh, because because this guy I watched the I watched the Dortmund game the last week and this guy against uh, Frankfurt and this guy is an absolute monster. He's just he's just so good. Um, with all the rumors of him of him potentially leaving or release clauses and all these other things. He's, he's, he's keeping his cool. He just, you know, he's rocking his little main bun now. And he's just, he's wow. scoring, scoring goals. And not only that giving out assist.
1: Oh, he's passing the ball now. Oh, he is.
0: He's giving assist. He's making people as the assist. Like he legitimately just makes people as a pass and, and this lets people score goals. Uh, Gio Reyna scored a goal the other day. And it's just, yeah. Uh, so Erlen Haaland is, uh, is my, my part of the match just because he's just that good.
1: Is he the next Latan Ibrahimovic?
0: I don't know if he's got that meant the same like like arrogance to him or the confidence. I don't know if I will call it. I, I'm gonna call it confidence. Um, I don't know if he's got that, uh, but I think he potentially has the ability to be. He he kind of reminds me um, a little bit of Torres, Fernando. Yeah. Like old school Torres, like Liverpool like before, Torres,
1: before the knee Torres. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Just Liverpool. like, just man, it's just like just a monster, and you know, in the final third. Um, yeah, he's he's the, he's got the complete package, man. This guy's this guy's Dude, no he's joke. Fast. He's fast. He's big. He's he won a ball by like just like toe poking this ball out of the air and like getting past this guy and just like move wow. over a little guy and just like took the ball and just went just. And scores you goals. Know how all
1: these football players are saying they could run track. Erling Haaland is somebody I want to see on the track. Like I honestly think he could probably
0: on the 400
1: too. I think yeah, he's, from point A to point B. He's got he's got speed. So all right, who's your player of the match? My player of the match is going to Paul Pogba, dishing dishing out the rock four assists and Manchester United's uh, home opener or not home opener season opener um pretty impressive seeing that all the time they always saying oh he wants out of manchester he wants out of manchester i think he wants to stay people um for assists, and that's good and then ole said hey continue to do this for me so they'll yeah. probably lose their next game and he probably won't have any assists but <laughs> i think that tied the premier league assist record for the single game wow it's impressive up there with like Fabregas and some other people.
0: I mean, his ability to hit pit, to to ping a ball forty yards away is is unreal.
1: With the outside part of his foot,
0: <laughs> outside of his foot, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's the, he's the guy. He's the guy that you don't want at your practice helping you coach kids because he's gonna be like, hit it with the outside of your foot, and you're like, no, no.
1: It's that part of foot first.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's master that first. Um, all right, on this thing, soccer history, uh, so. It's kind of a weird one. So, not necessarily a soccer history day, but a day that I think allows us to ultimately have this podcast 101 years
1: later. And it wasn't the invention of the podcast or so the internet. <laughs> um, Was it the invention of the radio? So,
0: August 20th, uh, 1920, is known as National Radio Day. Because even though the radio or radio broadcasts or radio waves uh, date back to the 1800s, in the 1920s, uh, that's when, when radio broadcasts started happening. So it is believed um, that in Detroit, um, a radio, uh, you know, it was, an, it was an amateur radio with a call sign of 8, 8MK, which is now AM950WWJ in Detroit uh, started making daily broadcasts in the August 20, right August twentieth, 1920.
1: They play some good hits. If you're ever in Detroit, make sure you tune in. That's right. Well, it's an AM radio is probably talk radio. <laughs> probably not. I'll go a whole lot of hits.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, those, initial, those the initial broadcasts were produced uh, by one of the local newspapers of Detroit News. So yeah, so August 20th 1920 uh, August 20th was National Broadcast Day or National Radio Day. Sorry,
1: it which I think families listen to the podcast huddled up like they did in the old days. Yeah, you know, everybody gathered right. around the radio and listen to the podcast.
0: Listen, I I've been I, I had a radio show for four years when I was in college um, and I still think it's one of the it, it's one of the best experiences I've had allowed me to learn a lot about myself and a lot about the way i talk and and things like that and while i don't necessarily like to hear myself talk a whole lot um i did really enjoy being on the radio and i thought it was really cool to be able to sit behind a microphone and be able to um give my thoughts and ultimately have people listen whether they agreed or not or liked it or not liked it or tuned in or didn't tune in it's like the podcast you know like you and i get to do this we've done it we've been doing it for a year uh, over a year at this point this episode 60 and we we do it with the expectation or with the idea there's that there's a ton of people listening out there you know and if there isn't and it's just one two it's just my mom it's just my dad it's just you know rob joshua listening or whoever it is then that's fine like we're good with that too and, like, and that's ultimately the goal is um so for me without without August 20th 1920 without Detroit, without eight at 8mK this doesn't happen um, the, that ultimately kickstarts everything and then there sends a the ripple effect across time um, so that's why this day is important
1: hit it right on the nail boom all right uh, fair play week.
0: My fair play of the week goes out to all the Delaware Union coaches this week because everyone was super flexible um, and everyone was super accommodating with the fact that we had rain and we had all this stuff going on. So big shout out to all of the Delaware Union coaches as we get ready for the season and just just starting. This is the time, this is the the, the two or three week period where I bombard coaches with emails because we had schedules, we have carding, we have all these other things. So uh, big shout out to all the Delaware Union coaches this week.
1: I got two shout outs for my fair play of the week. First one's going to go out to uh, Patrick Kilby down in uh, Cape Henlopen, uh for organizing this play day that my team is attending on Sunday. So, you know, working together with different clubs, um, using their brand new Sandhill Hill fields uh, to organize a play day, just to get a bunch of teams playing three games in a, on a Sunday, back to back to back. Job well done, Pat. He was a former coach of mine. So, Always nice to connect with him. And then my second one is going to go out to our people at Angelo's. Uh, I know they're working hard to fulfill all their orders, get all those uniforms out, um, especially with everything going on. So shout out to those guys, Bill Hart and the staff over at Angelo's. Absolutely. Yeah, big shout out to them. Uh, It's definitely hard. And uh, it's the time of the year no one likes. Yeah, and I think they probably, they got it. They need to hear the good. Like, we get it. Yep, it's life. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well,
0: um, remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media slash Delaware Union on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer and on Twitter at DE Union and follow our Diamonds page for all the updates on all of our players playing across the region in college on Facebook and Instagram at DE Union Diamonds. Thanks for joining us this week and remember always receive the ball on your front foot.